0: Hey
1: G'day I'm Brad Shields I now play for Perpinyong and you're listening to the Loose Heads podcast.
0: Hello Brad great to have you on for a chat today one of the best looking blokes in rugby and I always enjoy a chat with you <laughs> I'm looking forward to this um, we're breaking up a little bit of a Quins theme on this episode. In the last two episodes, we've had Ellie Boatman and Lewis Liner from Harlequins. But the first question, as always, on this podcast comes from our partners at Talk Club, and that is, how are you today out of 10?
1: Oh, out of 10? I just put some blinds up. That was pretty strenuous. <laughs> um, I'd say, I'm a, I'm, say I'm, a, I'm a conservative 7 today. Yeah. Are you more of a seven out of 10.
0: 6.9 or a 7.1? Six point nine. Is that because of the Wi-Fi struggles before we jumped on this call?
1: (laughs) That could well be it. That could well be it. Um, (laughs) Also getting lost today wasn't really helpful in uh, in Perpeon, but we're lucky we've got maps that don't work either.
0: (laughs) Um, the first component of the uh, the Heads Clubhouse podcast. So the last guest, which was Lewis Liner, has left you a question. However, he did think he was leaving a question for Tommy Allen, who was supposed to be jumping on this week, but he's gone to South Africa. So it's it's a little bit of a well, it's a little Italian themed. So firstly, what is your favourite pizza? And just before you answer that, Lewis made a point that it wasn't pizza topping, and it was actually the type of pizza with the Italian background. But I will let you off. You know, let's just
1: stick to the pizza topping. So he's, are you talking about like a deep dish one or like a thin crust type? I think
0: he went proper Italian on Calzone. me. I, I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just, I'll just really throw something in the mix here. I'll be like, Hawaiian is my favorite pizza. Really? I think they won't go down. No, nah, it's not. <laughs> but it was going to go down well. I'll tell you what, this is a very unpopular opinion in terms of flavor pizza. Oh, cool. One of my favourites is from is a cheeseburger pizza from Domino's. Oh wow! I know. I hate to say it. Wow. I hate to say it. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Do you know what? I had I had my first Domino's pizza the other day for a long time, and I was really disappointed with it because it was burnt.
1: It was it was burnt, and burnt. it was cost me.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was burnt, and it cost me like twenty quid or something ridiculous like that.
1: That is the one thing about Domino's, and I'm sorry, like, Domino's, if you want to come and sponsor me or something, then that's cool, but you're probably not (laughs) even going to hear this. So, they're so inconsistent, but they're so expensive. It's so expensive. Like, you get a real authentic pizza, uh, like you were talking about before, for like, I don't know, half the price almost, you know?
0: Yeah, it's... it's, um... It's ridiculous. Actually, my favorite pizza is uh, a little place in Bristol. It's called Pizza Workshop, and it's goat's cheese, roast pepper, and caramelized onion. Caramelized onion is just unrivaled. Yeah. It's class. It's
1: delicious. It sounds delicious. It sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I makes um, me want to order some pizza now. I can get Uber <laughs> Eats at my house too, which is nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and um, just bringing it on a little bit. So the the Lewis Liner episode last week was brought to uh, the listeners by Restart Rugby ahead of the Gallagher Premiership Round 12, which is actually dedicated to Restart and the RPA. And it was great to see so much activation over the weekend and everyone back in the campaign. So um, for those people listening, go back and listen to that episode to find out more about the work that that Restart and the RPA do. And um, recent events with Wasps and Worcester are a big driver behind their campaign. And Brad, I noticed on the Restart Instagram actually this week or last week, um, you had your say on how Restart had supported you on... You know, when you required medical support following surgery, which actually coincided with the ad- administration of wasps, which left you unemployed. Um, can you just tell us a little bit more about restart? How you work with them and, and how that how that sort of worked?
1: Yeah, so basically, in this in this scenario, we kind of I've um, used this term quite a lot, uh, hung out to dry a little bit um, in terms of our insurance through the club. Um, as soon as that stopped, uh, obviously broke my thumb. Um, and it was obviously needing to go through the rest of the surgery, but um, and the private insurance wasn't there anymore, so it was going through the NHS. But what actually made it worse is that my hand got quite badly infected, probably one of the worst pains um, I think I've ever had in my life, which is saying a lot. And wow. and basically what, what Restart and RPA did, and not just for me but for everyone within the squad, because there's some long-term injured boys as well, Um, is they got some funding basically and also helped out some of the staff at Wasp by providing them with some funds per player, certain amount of hours to get the rehab you needed to get back on track. So it was extremely helpful because, you know, I jumped into NHS, had the surgery, you know, four weeks earlier than I was supposed to in terms of getting the pins out because of the infection. Um, But then luckily I was able to go and see Kat, our physio, um yeah. like nothing had really changed and, and continue with the rehab and stuff like that and i i'm not sure exactly you know i, I probably would have ended up paying for it myself yeah. um because you know you've got to look after yourself but um thankfully um the funds at restart and the rpa did a great job in terms of looking after us yeah. um, after that point
0: yeah amazing work from from restart and it just goes to show the um awareness that that it comes from round twelve is, um, is is absolutely great and and obviously we sp- we spoke about it there you, you you used that term there left out to dry and I mentioned it before but I just wanted to touch on a little bit more about the administration of wasps and and sort of how that affected you personally but also the rest of the lads obviously the news broke about Worcester uh, first of all which was just horrible to hear and then there were some rumors about wasps sort of potentially going down the same route what. Was it like for for you you know going into training every day, but hearing about what was going on behind the scenes as well at the same time
1: it was It was difficult because it was quite a, a there was quite an optimistic feeling within the group yeah um, there's obviously a couple of people behind the scenes working pretty hard to try and come up with a solution um, and you know most of the time we we'd be getting told that we're completely different to Worcester, which I think in a sense we are we were and I guess the one thing you just keep getting told is to focus on the rugby. Um, yeah. The rest of it will take care of itself. And and it, and it got to a point where it was difficult to focus on the rugby because there was more and more noise. You you're thinking about more than just rugby. You're thinking about your family. You're thinking about you know the young boys. You're thinking about guys who have just moved to the team from overseas. Like have yeah. given up their life style or life to come over and play for the team. And and you kind of like oh shit, something's gonna something feels like it's going to happen. But at the same time, again, there was, there was optimism. There was positivity around that. You know, thought, oh, we'll, we'll get out of this and crack on. Yeah. But obviously yeah. it didn't happen that way.
0: Yeah. And I guess, you know, you told to sort of focus on the rugby there. Obviously, there's, you know, you mentioned it there. You're obviously thinking about other things and, and family and, and all the other boys that are coming across. Was Was there was there chat amongst the players about what was sort of going on and were there meetings that sort of went on? And and also the, the other question that I wanted to ask is, did you or did any of the players sort of approach staff? Obviously they were going through exactly the same thing as, as you guys as well.
1: Yeah. Oh mate, hundred percent there was chat <laughs> like um, yeah. you just, you can't avoid it. it. even started to get out onto the training pitch, you know? Um, and then that's when, you know, you're, you're being affected pretty badly from staff. Usually you can leave it out in the change rooms and then, And then train and i think ultimately the coaches were pretty much you know within a little bit on the same level as us finding out as we go i mean when the news broke on twitter or something about wasps uh filing for administration or or filing for appointing an administrator and we we hadn't heard about it um so we're straight on the blower and we said you know what's going on we need to we need to have a meeting about this and, and then the next day, we, we got an update, basically, what was going on. Still, like I say, positivity, but kind of went downhill from there. Um, there, was, there was a meeting almost every week. Yeah. So when I say every week, probably the last sort of three or four weeks, Stephen Vaughan is the CEO, and Chris Holland, the guy who owns the training pitch, would get up in front of us and just give us updates. But there was never really a, an update in stone. It was kind of like, this is still ongoing. We're trying our best to, to sort this out and and I guess what they was their, their word was kind of again, Chris Holland is a very optimistic person and I know they're working very hard to to put something, you know, in the pipelines and, and, and come up with a solution for the club itself moving forward in the future. So very optimistic it's gonna happen and then, you know, on the Sunday it would always be a meeting by text and then on the Sunday evening, the day before it happened, we got an email sent out saying you're due a meeting at the training base or at the Rico Arena or CBS Arena, um, and then that's when you're like, oh shit, this is potentially pretty um, pretty serious because now it's all on you know formalities in a way.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what, what? Well, I guess what was that that final meeting? What was it like to be you know obviously spoken to it, someone getting up in front of the in front of the squad and saying the the horrible news but you know looking around and seeing all the other lads as well what what was that like
1: oh shocking mate it was shocking um it was like it's because it was that that at that point it was still a little bit unexpected that someone completely random was going to get up and tell you that you're no longer required anymore yeah. um and you could literally hear a pin drop and i think he was quite uh i chuckle but In all seriousness, I think he was quite, you could tell he didn't really want to deliver that news. Um, And then looking around, you've got, you know, management, you've got staff who've been there for multiple years. You've got players who started their academy there. You know, there was was a lot of tears. And I think it was kind of like, you you know what, I'll I'll be completely honest. I still don't think it's fully sunk in yet. Yeah, Um, Yeah. it was just a bit of a shit day, to be honest. Yeah
0: I guess it's a similar sort of it's the grieving process um and it, and it does take a a long time for that sort of thing to to mm. sort of sink in um I guess you you know you've you've captained wasps on a on a number of occasions and and you've played over I might get this wrong but you know you've played over 80 times for the club as well how how I mean you've said it before there but just how gutted were you personally especially with the history of a club like wasps how yeah. how gutted were you
1: well, I mean, I was I was extremely gutted. Uh, I think, you know, I, I've only, I'd I've only been there for four seasons coming on into the fifth season. So in the scheme of things, guys have been there, you know, six seasons, seven seasons, 10 seasons, you know, Josh yeah. Bassett, Joe Launchbury have been there forever. Jack's been there through Academy. Likewise, his brother, Tom, Dan, you know, a couple of years longer than me. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm sort of middle table, if not still early days. And you can see how, when I look around at the guys there, like how much I actually gutted them about the club, and I think all the hard work you put in, um, you know, we had a really good squad, and results probably didn't necessarily show how capable we were, but we knew we were on the right track, and yeah. and I and and I mean, I mean, I put it this way: we we made a final in the, probably the most, um, I don't know, unprecedented time. You know, yeah. in our time anyway, we, we managed to play the best rugby that the club's played in a long time, yeah. and then two years later or a year later, you're kaput. So it's when you look back in those moments, you're like, "How has this even happened?" Yeah. Um, and it's just it is mental. It's gutting. It's mental. There's there's all different types of feelings. There's a bit of resentment there because you're put in a pretty awkward position. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it doesn't take a it doesn't take a genius to work it out. But for me, I've visited the club a few times, and there was a real togetherness at wasps um not just between the players and the coaching staff, but also your families. You're all so close, and to have that torn away pretty much overnight as well is is absolutely heartbreaking
1: yeah, like that's it, everyone once it happened, the first thing you're doing is looking for a new club yeah and and like like an example, like my wife stayed with Dan Robson's partner um Elizabeth. You know, for the last couple of weeks, while she's been sorting out school and stuff, while I've been over here, so I don't think you realise until you leave how good an environment you have. Yeah. Um, and I remember Matt, Matt Everard said that to me. He's like, when you when you when you see it from a different perspective, when you go to a new team, although the team like I'm here, the, the people are amazing here, very welcoming, and a great bunch of guys, same as where Matt's gone, I imagine. But you like you look back on what your time, and you're like, Oh right, man! We actually had something really good there." You don't really realise that You take it for granted a little bit, you know. Yeah,
0: I guess quite a, quite a lot of the boys have now found new clubs. I don't know as a percentage how many are still out there, sort of looking for looking for work and and sort of deciding on their next path. But you're now at, at Perpignan um, until the end of the season, playing in the top fourteen. Are you enjoying it?
1: I'm loving it so far. I've only been here for a couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, well, three weeks now but it's been really great. The, the, I mean, one of the positives is the weather is unbelievable here. Yeah. Um, like, so it seems to, I mean, the odd day of rain and the odd windy day, it's been pretty sunny and immaculate. So um been enjoying it. And it's, I think, you know, it's been, a little, it's been good that, you know, I'm, I'm, I miss my family being here by myself and, you know, tough on, tough on Lou with the kids by herself. But I guess in a way it's good for me to come and set up and make sure everything's, Sorted so that when they come over, they're actually coming over on Sunday. Um, nice, there's no stress about anything, you know. We've moved out of our house back in England, it's all, it's all move on now, you know. Yeah, yeah, but it's and enjoyable, guess, it's enjoyable so far.
0: Yeah, and how how did the actual move? Obviously, you said after that, and you know, that, that conversation when sort of that was it at Wasps, you, you're sort of on to looking for, for new clubs. How did the move to Perpignan, how did it all happen?
1: Basically, my agent. Rang me and said um, that they're they keen to to speak to you, and within four days you're making a decision to to move to a new place. And like you said before, there's there's a lot of guys who haven't picked up a contract yet and aren't playing rugby. Um, so I feel extremely grateful and 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 all the above to, to you know for Perpignan to, to take me in and give me an opportunity. And it, it devastates me and guts me that this you know there's some guys still quality quality players yeah. that should be picked up um, and I have no doubt that they'll that they'll be picked up like some of your good mates yeah you know they're still still chomping at the bit to get a contract and it's 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 sad and and unfortunate and I just feel extremely lucky that I'm in a position where I, I picked something up
0: yeah, and you, you mentioned about the weather there. Obviously, the weather in Perpignan, I can imagine it's a lot better than Coventry. But um, some of the other things about, you know, getting getting used to or getting to grips with a new country, um, how are you coping with the language?
1: Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's the first... <laughs> du- Duolingo has been very helpful. Yeah. Um, the first thing I needed to learn was numbers, colours, and yeah. that, to help with like line-outs and stuff like that um yeah. and just some of the some of the slang but like it the thing is like you're there to play rugby and and there's there's actually a good english-speaking contingency at the club which is very helpful yeah. but you know i i think it's it's a it's a duty of mine if you want to say it that way yeah. to learn french because it's i'm in france and and you know you've got to You've got to buy into the community. You've got to buy into the culture. Definitely. Otherwise, you look like a bit of a dick. So, um, so I do my do my best to to learn yeah. as quickly as I can. Yeah. Um,
0: can 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 you count to ten then in French?
1: Do you want me to do it now?
0: Yeah, come on, do
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, oh, so easy. I learned that at um, school. <laughs> deux, toi quatre cinq six sept huit neuf dix. Yeah, smashed it, smashed it. I think you mentioned it there. That's all I need to know. (laughs) That's all I need to know for (laughs) line-outs. I think
0: from past experience as well, French people are quite unforgiving when you don't attempt to even try (laughs) the language. Um, I think I've been caught out with a few moody um, sort of, when i've walked into bakeries and asked for a baguette and um i've just said can i have a baguette please instead of actually asking for it
1: they've got a bit annoyed at me so um it's, it's funny yeah I, I was just gonna say i've had a couple of times when i've tried to speak french like i've written it on my phone and translated it and i've been like speaking it and then they'll just answer me back in English and I'll be like oh okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> and have you tried have you tried any of the French food yet enjoying the cheese baguettes or even oh, I uh, haven't
1: tried any of it mate just chicken and rice for me mate I haven't <laughs> tried any food <laughs> course, nah, it's, it's, a, it'll get you those baguettes they'll get you it's just too easy like there's a, a what do they call pen au, Pain au like go. a bakery like every bloody five kilometers yeah um and they there's a there's a thing at training that's called a petite breakfast basically and they've got baguettes ham cheese you know a few yogurts and stuff um yeah. so i need to lay off a little bit the honeymoon <laughs> period is get, <laughs> catching up
0: you've been there a few weeks carry on with I the know, yeah, what about yeah. the frog's legs i, I haven't tried to them
1: yet I'm, I'm, I'm excited to try it we went out as a, uh, for a team meal the other night and got a massive steak um yeah and a couple of glasses of red, so that's a good start for me. Frogs, legs, I've had snails before, so we'll see what comes on my plate.
0: (laughs) Nice. And you messaged me a couple of weeks ago to say that we now have an ambassador out in France, which is very cool. Um, Rugby World Cup next year, and our plan is to be out there. So if you're still there, we'll have to get you on board with the tour. Um, And this weekend, it's the start of European rugby, and you have a big home fixture against Bristol Bears actually so looking forward to watching that one are you looking forward to battling out again with the Bears
1: yeah the, um, I saw their team come out and it's a, it's a bit weird being in France playing an English team now like, yeah. it was the same playing to lose last week and obviously there's a couple of boys there from Wasps as well which is now that'll be three weeks in a row for me playing yeah. a team with, a, with someone from Wasps in there so that's strange in itself but yeah looking forward to it mate like I guess the thing for the for me, is game time. Um, I've, yeah. I haven't played much rugby this year, so it's just good to be out on the pitch. And in terms of the club, like um, tough result last week, but if we can get any sort of win in, in, a, in, a, in the Challenge Cup, I know I know they're gunning for you know top fourteen to try and stay up in the top fourteen, top ten, and, and push for a high honours in that. But you know, confidence is a, is a massive booster. And if you can get a win, yeah, in any sort of format, then um, that helps the club and the team. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no best of luck. And um, another big fixture this weekend in a totally different sport, which I'm sure you could not give two hoots about, <laughs> is the football in the World Cup. And it's uh, France versus England. But given where you're now living, um, will you be watching? Will you be tuning in?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, my, yeah, as I said, Lou, my wife and kids come over on Sunday. Uh, so he said a night might go down to the pub and, and watch it with a few of the lads. I'm yet to make a bit with Ali because Ali crossed the LC, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make some sort of bit of The loser has to wear a um either a French shirt or get an England England shirt on in the middle of a French pub. You might not be too popular there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing. And talking about England, but bringing it back to rugby this week, obviously we've heard that Eddie Jones has been dismissed by England rugby and the RFU after the Autumn Nations Series. And as someone, Brad, as, as someone that, you know, has been in and around that England squad or set up, you know, with, with Eddie Jones. What what are your what are your thoughts? What are your first sort of initial thoughts on that?
1: I was quite shocked to be honest. Like I, yeah. I um you, you you most of the time you think, oh, it's just media hype, like he's got a good record at the World Cup, previous World Cup, um he's done some pretty good things for English rugby. So I kind of thought, yeah, there'll be a like a review, whatever they, they usually do and then Crack on a year out from the World Cup. Um, so when that news broke, I was, I was a little bit shocked, to be fair. I, I kind of had an inkling that if there was anyone that was going to take over, that Steve Borthwick would probably be the one. Yeah. Um. He's all, and I him and Eddie obviously worked together for a, a decent amount of time. So. Yeah. Uh, and when I was in the setup, he was he was the forwards coach and Eddie was the coach. So. Yeah, it's a bit weird, mate. Like it's pretty cutthroat. Yeah. Um. I just hope that I hope they don't lose any sort of momentum of what they've got and and I hope moving into the into the World Cup phase that they that they still obviously be competitive which I'm sure they will be. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's interesting you said that about um so Eddie Jones's uh, World Cup record I think it's 90% win record which is with England which is absolutely bonkers if you actually think about it like that it's it's bonkers. Yeah. Absolutely bonkers.
1: What what I think I, I read something I think uh Will Greenwood was saying something yep. on his Instagram about you know 18 wins in a row. Um, and I think he's actually got the highest winning percentage out of any England coaches. That yeah, great? that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but like at the end of the day, it's a professional sport, isn't it? And, and yeah. there's higher powers that, that see things a little bit differently. And, and, and obviously, we're not in the environment at the moment. And. And you only see what you see on the media or when you talk to other boys. And yeah. Yeah.
0: No, and only time will tell. It's something that is definitely going to be discussed over the next uh, month or so and and into next year. Um, And of course, around the Christmas dinner table as well. And whilst on that, we did some (laughs) festive (laughs) favorites with, um, Lewis Liner, so I thought I'd do something similar with you this week, Brad. The Looseheads Clubhouse podcast is sponsored by two wonderful organisations. Days, non-alcoholic beer, 100% beer, 0% alcohol, brewed in Scotland and B Corp certified. 2% of their sales go towards progressive mental health initiatives. It's beer for doing and great for active people and opening up conversations. They have just launched in Wagamamas and Tesco. It tastes great and they've provided us with a special discount just for you. Enter code LUCEDS20 for 20% off at checkout. And 4.5, CBD and vitamin brand created by professional rugby players George Cruz and Dom Day after suffering injuries during their playing careers. They have thousands of athlete customers and are the official wellness partner to Leicester Tigers and Saracens. You can find them in Boots, Next and Tesco. And exciting news, they have just launched their hydration tablet. They too have provided us with a bespoke discount code Enter code LH20 for 20% off over at their website, four five.com. So first question is what is your favorite Christmas film? Oh,
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm going to be like a real Grinch here. My wife, and she, loves, Grinch. she loves watching. Yeah. She loved watching love actually, but I honestly couldn't give two hoots mate. About a Christmas movie. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd happily sit and watch a cartoon or whatever. Like, I watch Love, actually, because Lou loves it, so I'll watch it with her, but I'll pick my phone up every 30 seconds and see, <laughs> see, see if anything's changed when I refresh. Amazing. I don't mind the the, um, the kids' version of The Grinch. That's quite funny. Yeah. Uh, so I watch that with the kids, but honestly, mate, I'm not. I'm, I'm a good Christmas Grinch. I love it, but I'm not too bothered about it.
0: <laughs> and and favourite Christmas food?
1: <laughs> oh, what is there not to like? True, um, very true. I, I think it's usually, well, usually... And <laughs> You know, I say this, and and I automatically think about people who are having a tough time, in terms of cost of living and stuff like that. And and I'm in a position, you know, where where we can have a really good spread. And um, you know, I just the meat selection for me on Christmas yeah. Day can't be beaten. And yeah, um, and a few roasties. I think you can't go past the roast potato. Yeah, nice, nice.
0: And uh, last one, favorite Christmas. I mean. Going off your answer to the favourite Christmas film, you might, you, might be, you might get another Grinch answer here, but what's your favourite Christmas song? Oh.
1: <laughs> um,
0: for those people listening, the only Brad, one is, Brad, is, Brad, Brad is really trying to think of any Christmas song that he can actually I've think of. The, I've only got the.
1: I don't even know if this is who sings it. I think it's a Mar- Mariah Carey one. Is it yeah. All I Want for Christmas Is You? Is that yeah, one? Yeah,
0: yeah. Belter.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean, I'll sing it. I'll sing it, but I'm not enjoying singing it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: well, the actual, nah, all... one of the one of the components of this podcast, um, Brad, is that every guest that comes on, we set a challenge. Nah, for him. you're
1: not. See, <laughs> you're not making me sing on here. Surely, <laughs> I'm not making you sing
0: on here. But I'm. Si- I'm going to ask you um, if you can get one other Perpignan lad to sing a Christmas song in French and video it, and video it, and we can clip this up. And then we can get that shown on uh, on social
1: media. Jeez, it might take me another year. <laughs> it might take me till next Christmas. <laughs> That's
0: fine. That's fine. As long as you do it. As long as you do it. As long as you get it. I'll done.
1: will Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll. I'll. Challenge accepted. Oh, perfect.
0: Perfect. And um, something coming up in in the lead up to Christmas for Luseds is the game for grief, which is a fixture designed to remember those people that we've lost over the past year or so. It's in Bristol on the sixteenth of December, and we now have Matt Banahan dave ward jordan crane james hall and ben john playing for team loose and you can get your tickets now over on the link on our instagram page it's set to be a good one and just talking about loose brad obviously you're an ambassador and you have been for a few years now something that i've asked some of the the ambassadors that have jumped on jumped on the podcast is um just to sort of talk about the reasoning for jumping on board and and becoming involved with with the charity
1: yeah uh for, for me it's been obviously a an awesome journey, like being part of something really cool and you can see it growing and growing. And I know your, your ultimate goal or your, your mission is to, to be in every single rugby club in, in the world and, and ambition is, is massive part of what drives you guys. And, um, and I want it to be a part of something cool. That's going to help somebody or create awareness around, um, around mental health and mental health. It's a funny word, isn't it? Because it can come in all shapes and sizes and, and obviously, one person's mental health is never the same as someone else's, but everyone each has their own, their own struggles. Um, and I've obviously been through my struggles and, and recently as well as has been bloody tough. Um, so as much as I can create awareness, even if it's just sharing what you guys are doing on social media or doing the odd podcast um, here and there, hopefully I get invited to the, to the next match. Um, I'd love to play in that. That'd be, that'd be quite cool. Um, but yeah, just, just create awareness is is one of the main things, and you never know who's struggling, and and sometimes if if someone watches or listens to something like this, then then it could promote something something good. Yeah,
0: no, amazing. It's great to have you on board, and you actually came on board after doing your your famous beard um, chop, and um, just to mention to the to the listeners as well, we've just had. Um, Archie Griffin, a lad who plays for Bath Rugby, who set a challenge by Tom Dunn a few years ago to grow his mullet until his first senior Bath debut. And his mullet looks very, very strong. It's on our social media now, but he made his first appearance and it's coming off next week and he's raising money for loose and the little princess trust who he's sending his his hair to 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 make wigs um so please get involved where you can and and support that and um Brad just before we finish up I have a few additional components of the podcast but just before we get into that I just wanted to check in to see how social is going your business um tell people about it and of course give it a little bit of a, a shameless plug
1: yeah I'll be completely honest with you the last sort of month has been a mental ride um and it was probably the furthest thing from my mind at the time yeah. um but you know we've we've had some we're, we're on board we're doing some really cool things next summer um we're hopefully going to team up with the invades which is a student-based um i guess organization yeah there's a there's a festival coming up next year called we fest we've also teamed up with people might have seen our social media tropic sevens um they've just recently been in dubai so we gave them a bit of bit of product to take out there Um, So I think it's cool, it's it's gearing up to be a really cool summer and um, it's definitely a challenging time being sort of away from England at the moment and and obviously Josh and I were in the same team uh, which made it easy, we could do things together but I think um, we've got to seriously think about how we're going to do it and uh, how we're going to make it work but you know it's another challenge, it's another hurdle and we're enjoying it and I'm trying to currently get some cans over to France, but I just before we jumped on this, I got an email saying that the order had been uh, cancelled, so I'm gonna to have to take that up with HR. I don't know what's going on. There. <laughs> and you mentioned you mentioned
0: Josh there as well. How how how's he been getting on at, at Quinns? Obviously, he was one of the first players to to sort of sign yeah. for a new club.
1: Yeah, I think he's doing all right. He's he's enjoying the club, the setup. I think one thing that's taken him down a bit is being away from his family a little bit. Um, he's he's commuting so tough old drive uh, sometimes two or three times a week and then to be away from your family you know obviously we've chatted about that because I'm I'm away from my family at the moment Mm -hmm. and they're obviously the biggest supporters of of your career so um, yeah I think he's enjoying it he's obviously getting some really good game time playing some really good rugby and I believe they're in South Africa at the moment so between that we we, we tend to chat and, and try and come up with a plan um, two rugby brains trying to think business doesn't always get, get that too well.
0: <laughs> no, I, I, well I've tasted it. You sent me a, a few uh, few cans and I love it. So um, yeah, those people listening, go and give um, go and give them a follow on social media and and uh, and taste it. It's it's bloody good stuff. Um, the the next component of the podcast, uh, Brad, is the pensive pre pod poo ponder, and it's sponsored by Sam James. And each week it's a different thought, a different ponder, and this week his ponder is quite a weird one actually it's very sound james and it's how do we know that a new dog food has an improved taste
1: wow i was not <laughs> expecting that <laughs> mate i actually the first thing that comes into my mind i heard on the radio and i don't know how many, i mentioned the, the cost of living and i don't know if this is a wind-up but have you heard the same thing no I've not people heard people have been turning to animal food really rather than normal food but I, I don't know if it's a stitch up or not but
0: I've, I've not you might have that. to
1: maybe maybe there's a few people who've been eating dog food might be able to tell you but I, I wasn't expecting that <laughs> I a mean few... I, I, I'll be honest with you I've had dog biscuits before but they weren't the nicest so <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe they are then they are new and improved nowadays then since since when you I'll
1: tell you what chalk drops chalk drops dog dogs chocolate drops uh, literally taste like chocolate so and I don't think they're bad for you so that, so maybe that's fine I'll
0: tell you what we've learned something new here on the, on the
1: podcast tonight Brad Shields
0: eats dog food <laughs>
1: <laughs> this, this, yeah not recently so yeah and
0: then um, just before we we, uh, we wrap up and, and, and finish up um you answered Lewis Liner's question from last week. I just wanted to ask you, what is your question for the start of the podcast with our next oh. guest?
1: You know what? I thought about this when you messaged me earlier, and I'm probably going to make it a bit more serious than what people have Let's asked for, just in terms of the the situation that I've been in. Yep. Um, and I'm probably going to say, like, it's, you know, where where would you see yourself if you couldn't do what you do now? I think that's, for me, that's something that I know it sounds a bit serious and a bit jammy, but maybe it's going to make the next person think about that um, because I've certainly been through that. Yeah. Recently. So no, I really Does like that. That, no, that makes
0: sense. That makes a lot of sense. That's um that's very in keeping with um loose heads and what we're all about as well. So yeah, I appreciate that. And I will be sure to ask the next guest. Um Brad, thank you for coming on okay. for a chat today. We we got there eventually with the with the Wi Fi. <laughs> um I wish you all the best. I know you've, you've you've got your family coming over this week. So um enjoy that. Enjoy the game against Bristol this weekend. It's good to see you back out playing and uh, enjoying your rugby enjoying the sunshine and the baguettes of course maybe lay off the baguettes but um yeah thank you for coming on and, <laughs> and speak soon
1: no nah, thanks for having me Rob. appreciate it always love love what you guys are doing and, and keep up the good work uh, you're making a good impact and uh a massive impact in the community so uh well done mate cheers mate lose podcast Liz 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 heads heads podcast
0: dead.